0: Welcome to the Thinking Tree podcast, a production of Ecoholics Private Limited. Ever found yourselves entangled into the web of economic concepts? They are pretty freakish, to be honest. But if you don't understand how it works, then you should definitely keep listening. Thinking Tree brings to you the best minds from the world of economics to talk about the current matters of importance and the freakish way in which they affect our lives. The show is strictly for educational purposes. The opinions expressed on the show are personal to the individuals appearing in the show and not those of Thinking Tree Ecoholics Private Limited. The show is not intended to offend or defame any individual, entity, caste, community, race, or religion, or to denigrate any institution, person, living or dead. Listener discretion is strongly advised.
1: Hello and welcome to Ecoholics Thinking Tree series. Today we have with us very important distinguished guest, Professor Dr. S. Mahindra. He is currently the director and vice chancellor of IGIDR, Indira Gandhi Institute of Development Research, an advanced research institute established by Reserve Bank of India. And he was a former chairman of CACP under Ministry of Agriculture, who decided MSP and other policy purpose. So welcome, sir. Welcome to our show.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: So today's topic that we'll discuss with the important personality about the future of Indian economy, and that is a very vital topic regarding the current situation of Indian economy. The Indian economy, along with the world, is in an extraordinary situation right now. Our problems that were pre-existing are now amplified by this crisis. Nevertheless, sooner or later, this pandemic will end. But our problems most likely will remain in place. In today's discussion, we will broadly look at the Indian economy, the scope for its improvement, and the underlying issues. So to begin with, uh, a recent data I was reading in the newspaper says almost 84% of Indian households saw their income fall last month under the lockdown. 100 million Indians losing their jobs since March 25th. As the Keynesian model suggests, the repair work in an economy begins from the demand side however with the falling incomes increased public spending does not seem like an option for revival what is your take on this
2: yeah thank you for inviting me yeah it is true that uh, you know the lockdown has uh, a devastating effect on the employment and labor uh the, in fact, first time in our uh, the history of uh, India, unemployment increased from uh, 8% uh, to 27% according to CMI data. Right. Uh, and uh, 122 million uh, uh, loss of jobs uh, experienced uh, during this period, particularly in April. Uh, out of that, you know, uh, 90 million uh, loss of jobs were for small traders and uh, wage laborers including migrant workers
1: yes
2: uh, so uh, one expects uh, you know relief measures for these uh, you know laborers uh, because they lost the jobs because only asset for labor uh, for workers is labor so if you ask them not to uh, you know work so they yes. have to be compensated so yes. that uh, they have to be given relief but the problem with the government is that you know the uh, they don't have money uh, basically the because of the slowdown even before pre covid time uh, the revenue has declined and even last year uh, fiscal deficit was 4.6 uh, percent so now this year uh, the combined fiscal deficit uh, earlier was 6.5 or some 7% now it uh, they are expecting uh, 11% or so the combined uh, central fiscal deficit and if we add off budget uh, money and then public sector borrowing it may be 13 percent or something yes. so uh, already uh, they they're borrowing from the you know open market uh, the government uh, 12 lakh crores it has increased from 7 lakh crores to 12 lakh crores uh-huh so as a result uh, they you know there are limited resources for the uh, central government yes. so that's why uh, uh, they have you know the package 20 lakh uh, crore package out of that uh, you know 10% of gdp they said out of that re- real fiscal measures are only 1% or uh, something Yes. So, it is true that we need more relief for uh, the laborers and all, which hopefully they may give uh, you know, next few months more, uh, but I feel that uh, some relief can be given, uh, even if uh, you print money for a uh, little bit, uh, yes. one should not uh, you know, do 1% or something, and then get back in the medium term to fiscal deficit. So that's why the fiscal uh, uh, there is a limitation, but yes. there is still some room for you know one percent or so to spend, so that uh, relief keep, can be given to this uh, particularly uh, those who are affected by uh, the laborers affected by the COVID. Yes, yes, indeed. Because
1: RBI has in talks about the helicopter money as
2: well. So they yeah, are just but you can't do uh, too much uh, you know four percent of GDP or something because it will affect. Yes future generations the debt will increase and all so that's why uh, you need a limited one and then yes. get back to fiscal uh, medium term fiscal plan get that's back okay. to the uh, you know uh, normal uh, fiscal deficits yes sir. because fiscal
1: cons- consolidation is the part of the frbm act yeah. The NKC committee also gave the escape clause yeah. so yeah. that is quite i mean it's say legally accepted for the government as well and the other this is obviously extraordinary circumstances so we can do that that's so true. yes, in the past, there I've seen like uh, government has been implementing supply side reforms. They're reducing the income tax, expecting that corporates will uh, increase their spending, the investment, private investment down. So, what is your take on that? Why government is taking supply side measures?
2: Uh, you know, when there is a you know a crisis, generally the governments you know take this opportunity to have reforms so yes, that's why right. they you know they announced the medium-term reforms like the 1991 reforms yes. there was balance of uh, payments crisis right. or during global financial crisis uh, throughout the uh, world there were uh, you know many reforms were there yes. so for example uh, you know the privatization and also the agriculture reforms they uh, their planning so all these things medium-term reforms are important but also in the immediate future uh, to take care of the relief measures are equally important because if they don't get jobs or, or things so demand measures uh, are important so there should be a balance between short term and the medium long yes, term uh, yes yes moving
1: on to subsidies uh, the promise of providing subsidies has been very popular among the election manifestos these subsidies are increased and renamed by subsequent governments however they have been they have never been discontinued. Economists argue that direct benefit transfer, DBT, in place of these subsidies can go a long way in improving the condition of the less privileged people in India, while also easing India's financial burden. What are your thoughts on this?
2: Uh, subsidies uh, you know, the, are not good for the economy, but the subsidies are introduced generally. For example, if you take uh, agriculture subsidies, yes. uh, during Green Revolution time, it was needed because yes, to adopt yes. the technology that time yes. but uh, they should have removed after that the problem yes. with subsidies is once you introduce removal mm. becomes problem mm-hmm. you know, for example uh, you know fertilizer subsidies or free power uh, yes. you know several uh, credit subsidies so uh, they were uh, needed in the 60s 70s to have the new technology so similarly in uh, non agriculture also some subsidies are given to promote, I mean, for example, startups or something, but they should not be permanent. Uh, yes. Is. In fact, uh, there is a study by NIPFP. Uh, yes. Early, it showed, uh, you know, 14% uh, non-merit subsidies, 14% of GDP. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is huge. Now it is a six percent. yeah. I mean, like uh, bus subsidies or, you no know, several subsidies and also exemptions uh, uh, for the tax uh, payers. Uh, yes. So many uh, exemptions are given, subsidies. So these are not good, and there is a trade-off between subsidies and investments. Yes. For example, uh, uh, you know, agriculture. The subsidies are increasing, but investment is declining. Public investment. Public investment. Yes. Yeah. And also, when we come to the I mean later on environment or some issues, yes. subsidies are bad, bad. Uh, because uh, you know fertilizer too much nitrogen uh, if you put. So the soil degradation. yeah soil quality will be affected and uh, too much water pumping water logging uh, all those because free power uh, the farmer goes and switch off the motor uh, today and switch off tomorrow because there is no fast uh, no so water is wasted electricity is wasted, wasted yes so subsidies also uh, impact on environment and also on um, the investments
1: investment
2: yeah but uh, yeah. some this may be uh, needed. For example, you know, startups or some some kind of initially because uh, I mean, for example, solar, uh, solar. initially yes. it was needed. So, but the problem is once you start, then um, you know, removal uh, becomes uh, and also uh, farm loan waivers is uh, as yes. you said uh, manifestos they put uh, yes. farm Where, waivers will not solve the problems of ag- agriculture. I mean, the temporary solution but what farmers need is a right, price, right. For
1: the yes. price yeah yes yes yeah it means it should be in the phased out in a such manner that uh, these subsidies will ultimately and that is for initial thrust government is but not able to like withdraw yeah so yeah, that is, that a, great is. Point, a great point great point because uh, government introduced subsidy to incentivize certain sector but they are very find it very difficult and that promotes the inefficiency in uses yeah that's true uh, since uh, the RBI has been aggressively using monetary policy to revive investment since uh, we can say uh, four or five months in uh, right now and one one and a half year, do you think this can lead us to situation like liquidity trap where the effectiveness of monetary policy becomes obsolete?
2: Uh, I, you know, this is an extraordinary situation the covid uh, situation yes, so yes, central yes. government rbi state governments have responded to that uh, and and uh, rbi has done um, in the last uh, few months uh, almost uh, 8 lakh crores of you know liquidity and uh, measures uh, yes. in fact out of, out of 20 lakh crores a package rbi is uh, is 8 lakh crores yes so basically they have done the interest rate reduction and then uh, liquidity uh, to TRO and uh, uh, other measures, LTRO and uh, no conventional and unconventional 100. measures. Yes. Uh, and then uh, third one is a moratorium. Uh, yes. you know, three months now extended to six months because some of some people may not be able to pay interest uh, yes. uh, on the principal. So these all these measures are good. Uh, but the problem is uh, whether this uh, liquidity leads to credit increase because it depends on the uh, you know credit increase uh, is needed uh, uh, because the credit growth as is not uh, high yes. so we need to have uh, uh, you know how do you increase the credit uh, the yes. demand for demand for credit yes, demand. Yes. because uh, even if liquidity is is there uh the banks are uh, putting the money back into the rbi uh, yes. and, uh you know uh, because they they don't want to take risks uh by giving credit to companies and all so where banks are risk averse yes uh, but uh, the problem is you know lockdown. there was no demand for credit so one yes. this unlocking one uh, may give some impetus to the uh, credit. credit and uh, What RBI thinks is that once the unlocking is done, there will be demand for credit and banks will give, uh, you know, also they will do credit guarantees, MSME and other uh, kind of things. So hopefully, uh, you know, if you see the RBI monetary policy committee minutes, yesterday they released, uh, one of the things they say is that it is true that, you know, there can be, uh, what you said, liquidity trap kind of thing can be there. Uh, liquidity can be is there, but uh, credit is not, there is no demand for credit. But yes. uh, during this time, they say that it will increase the confidence uh, of the uh, consumers and the businesses uh, with the liquidity. With so, the liquidity. not there, then uh, no, there will be a lot of problems. So, once the unlocking is done and uh, business starts, then um, there will be demand for, uh, you know, credit and liquidity.
0: Yes,
1: yes, yes. It also depends on, certain like, transmissions of the monetary policy. So, what is <laughs> your take on the transmission? Yes, transmission bank, the- RBI is reducing, but banks are not following.
2: Yeah, banks, I mean, it, uh, you know, compared to earlier, I mean, 10% or 12% kind of thing, banks now also, I mean, if the repo is 4%, banks maybe 6 or 7% yes. uh, they may be doing. But earlier it was uh, 10 12 kind of percent. So there is some transmission, but more is needed uh, because uh, uh, deposit rates, they cannot reduce the banks. So because the deposits will get affected. So, and also small savings, uh, interest rates are high. I mean, the 7% uh, PF provident fund and other things. So there are constraints for them to transmit the thing, but RBI measures may, uh, if not 100%, at least 40 50% 40 50% transmission will be there mm-hmm. uh, bond yields uh, have not reduced uh, that much uh, thing so there is some uh, you know uh, I mean kind of liquidity trap but over time hopefully unlocking is done and the demand for business uh, then uh, liquidity will be helpful
1: yes yes. Uh, that point was like from the consumers point of view if you, if you think from the banks perspective if you see basic uh, economic circular flow, so between household and the firms and the government, there's a single body that is financial institution. So from the perspective of financial institution, how do you see this moratorium, or uh, the interest rate cuts, and the less margin between the deposit and the loan rate? How do you see
2: how, how banks can survive? Uh, actually, there will be a lot of NPAs yes. uh, after the moratorium. Because uh, you remember the pre-covid time the uh, the twin balance sheet problem was yes. there yes. Uh, basically corporate uh, having uh, high debts and then banks having uh, pub- uh, particularly the public sector banks or yes. having the yes. high NPA's. i mean some 15 percent or 10 percent many banks private sector banks at least uh, you know some are doing well and some maybe four or five percent or so yes so uh, that's why the Economy, uh, that twin balance sheet problem uh, will further increase with the with the COVID. Uh, the moratorium, um, in fact, the interest rates uh, it will accumulate, and by the time of uh, end of six months, so there can be a lot of NPA's uh, in the system. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Unless uh, the demand increases per credit, the, I mean, you pump more money into the hands of the consumers, and all. So uh, both retail uh, in a credit and the wholesale credit, uh, there may be uh, NPS uh, more and also bankruptcy of some companies also could be there. Yeah. Okay. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, when we talk about um, unemployment in India, the primary argument is the lack of skilled people. Programs like Skill India sure are addressing this problem to some level, but the major underlying issue is our education system, which needs an uphaul to address this problem in the longer term. Do you think emphasis should be should also be led on bridging the education industry skill gap to address the unemployment in India in the long term?
2: Yeah, actually, you know... Um... As you know, India uh, has the advantage of uh, demographic dividend. Yes. Because we have a young population uh, and all. But uh, the demographic dividend is useful only if you have education and skills. Yes. Uh, Otherwise, it will be a demographic disaster or uh, something. So, then um, uh, what's happening is the skill development uh, is low in India. Uh, I mean, for example, uh, Niti ayog data shows that Indian workers are uh, skilled only 2.3% compared, uh, compared to other countries 50, 60% or 70% uh, skilled. Okay. So the official skill kind of thing, vocational and other skills. So there's a lot of uh, improvement needed in skills, uh, even compared to Chinese workers, Indian workers yes. are less, less skilled. So that is one point needed. But even for the skills, you need uh, quality of education. The uh, quality of education has to be uh, improved. Uh, Even, um, you know, you also have a school education uh, thing. In fact, one of the uh, Deputy Prime ministers of Singapore, uh, uh, he mentioned that the difference between East Asia and India uh is not uh, technology or other things but is the school education he says the quality of school education in india is uh, is poor i mean directly he said in one of the Nitya lectures so that has to be improved otherwise uh, india will be in trouble in future so it has to call from uh, i mean uh, start from the school uh, yes. you know the education school education learning outcomes are not there Yes. Uh, You are getting the past and uh, thing. And similarly, quality of higher education. Also, we have, uh, you know, two types. Very high quality like IITs and, uh, you know, IIM, Indian Institute of of Science and all. But uh, on the other hand, we have low quality uh, on the other side. So it applies to both schools. We have very good private schools, very high quality things and not... uh, you know, getting, uh, uh, I mean, the, uh, good education and learning outcomes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, be- so, so that, that's why right. uh, the between uh, education, uh, the industry and, uh, uh, you know, the education, as you mentioned, that there should be a com- uh, no, uh, collaboration uh, yes. between industry. So what are the jobs needed for industry? Uh, there should not be a supply and demand mismatch between, uh, uh, you know, industry and uh, education. Education. uh, Which, uh, in fact, foreign universities, some of them have uh, good collaboration with industry. uh, Yes, yes. That you can uh, provide uh, the kind of graduates uh, suitable to the uh, industry. So, uh, in fact, uh, South Korea and other countries, uh, they didn't concentrate on um, uh, skills initially they concentrated on quality of uh, higher education, you know, the sciences and other things. So then skills automatically come. Yes. So, whereas uh, we are doing a supply side, you know, we try to increase uh, okay. skill uh, yes. targets, you know, by end of this year, uh, some one lakh uh, will be uh, skilled or something, but you have to see the So uh, yeah. uh, uh, that is important. Yeah.
1: It means we are focusing on uh, quantitative uh, aspects, yeah. not the qualitative aspect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Because, sir, uh, what what solution do you think? Is it like high supply of schools, colleges? Uh, like in every nook and corner, we find colleges, school. That is the main problem, or uh, the the quality of teachers, the quality of like education system, total overall. What is the main problem, and what's the solution?
2: uh i think the education system several problems are there the um, one is uh, the public expenditure the, is around three percent now 3.5 uh, many committees have suggested six percent uh, uh, you know for uh, as percentage of gdp, GDP public, yes. uh, yeah so then um, uh, schools and colleges are needed number is needed i mean compared to our population uh, the number is needed, but it basically comes to quality. quality. I mean, uh, as you mentioned, the teachers, the quality, the training, and then um, uh, you can and uh, good infrastructure. Uh, supply side, uh, some of the things are necessary, but also as, um, you know, Abhijit Benerji and uh, others mentioned uh, that you need to have, uh, you know, extra classes for the laggards yes uh, so to improve the learning outcomes yes. so not uh, just uh, classroom because they will be uh, you know fall behind if they don't understand also they need uh, extra classes for them so that uh, they will also cope up with this uh, you know learning outcomes so uh, several measures are needed i mean to uh, because uh, it is not uh, how many passed uh, this year uh, completed uh, school education or uh, college education, but what they have learned, uh, learning outcomes are uh, important. Yes,
1: indeed, outcome approach is the most important. Yes. Yeah. Sir. In the process of economic growth, nature has been effectively sidelined, leading to two-thirds of the world world's most polluted cities being in India, when well, we are less than fifth of its population. Air pollution shortens lives and lowers productivity, reducing the capacity to earn a living when alive. The poor are the most affected as they cannot afford to live in gated communities that somehow manage to commandeer, commandeer scarce natural resources. Do you think that any improvement in the life of the majority would require a realignment of the growth process so that it is less damaging?
2: Yeah, the there has been a debate between environment and development. Uh, You know, the uh, developing countries argue uh, also, uh, you know, for we need development. So some kind of trade-off between environment and development. But now uh, with the climate change and other uh, uh, effects, even developing countries uh, are, uh, you know, want to conserve uh, resources, natural resources, Forests and other things, and then uh, uh, reduce air pollution. And because for future generations, it's important because CO2 emissions increase. For example, uh, it is affecting all the, uh, you know, not only the natural resources, but also, you know, uh, floods and uh, droughts are happening. And uh, first time we are seeing Arabian Sea cyclones uh, recently. mm -hmm. Mumbai Mumbai escaped luckily, but uh, you know, so earlier we didn't have, so people said it is due to uh, climate change. In fact, uh, this, uh, you know, in uh, Davos, uh, this uh, girl from Sweden, uh, Greta Thunberg, Thunberg. uh, she gave a good speech on, uh, you know, the environment, uh, how can you, you know, take away our uh, lives for your own uh, greed. Uh, So, there, there is a need for lifestyle changes. Uh, in fact, the consumption patterns have to be changed. Uh, yes. For example, IJDR done study long time back um, uh, uh, on comparing consumption patterns of US and uh, India. So, US consumes almost 10 times everything to India. I mean, oh. the kind of electricity, Uh, air conditioning, uh, also they have heating system, so everything, uh, even food consumption, everything they consume very, uh, you know, ten times uh, times. in India. So in that way is, uh, I mean, less consumption, but there are two kinds of inequalities in the consumption. One is developed countries, they created this uh, problem, environmental problems because of high consumption and all. And uh, within India also inequalities, the rich have consumed, uh, they have the lifestyles of uh, like the rich in advanced countries, you know, with uh, four cars or uh, so many uh, air conditioners or uh, so much consumption. So uh, these inequalities have to be reduced. Uh, so in fact, COVID uh, time, the, yes. because of lockdown, the yes. air quality has improved uh, in Delhi and Mumbai. This yes. uh, is one example where, if you if you are careful, uh, for example, for me there is no need to travel Delhi quite often. I can have mm-hmm. this Zoom Zoom or uh, uh, you know the uh, the uh, the virtual uh, the video conferencing apps. Yes. So instead of uh, you know uh, flying to Delhi and uh, so these kind of things and then cars also. Uh, I mean how to reduce uh, you know traveling. And several things. I mean, yes. uh, water, uh, consum- uh, less water consumption, uh, so electricity saving. So our lifestyles have to be changed, uh, changed, I think, dramatically. Yes,
1: yes. Covid has been our biggest disruption since humanity. We can say so that is changing from the old order to a new
2: order. Yes. Yeah. yeah. New normal. Uh, new normal. Yeah. Yes. Some good Indem- things. Are, yeah. 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 Some good Sorry, things so are, People are using technology, yes. uh, you know, wide, widely, which is a good thing. Yeah. Like your institute, like your company.
1: Jesus, <laughs> Thank you. We have started since 2016 and doing online to reach every corner of the country. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. India is aiming to become a dollar five trillion economy by 2024. Though this target may be delayed by the pandemic, but whenever it happens, what can be done to ensure that this growth is percolated and opportunities arising from it are equally distributed?
2: Yeah, five trillion dollar economy will be difficult by you know to achieve by 2024 uh, because as you know the growth of uh, growth rate of the Indian economy has already declined to almost three percent even before COVID, yes. and now they are saying um, you know minus five percent or so during. Uh, COVID year 2021. So, it will take a few years to repair this damage of COVID and also slowing down before pre-COVID also. In fact, somebody said, uh, you know, the world will be divided into uh, three uh, history of the world, uh, three uh, three phases. One is uh, before COVID, BC, and after COVID, AC, and then AC 3 is uh, during COVID. Uh, that is our uh, no, during the present current uh, present. experience yeah, yeah till the vaccine comes or so yes. so we have BC, dc and ac yes. so uh the after so ac time uh how do you you know medium term uh increase the growth rate so and then uh, you know equal equal inclusive growth to achieve so these are the measures needed one is the the macro policies have to be more pro-poor, in the sense, uh, you know, more job creation, quality of uh, employment for the bottom, bottom of the pyramid also to increase, and then structural change. You know, yes. in um, books we read, uh, you know, structural change from agriculture to industry and services. Uh, so one of the problems of uh, Indian economy is that we have not done uh, manufacturing sector uh, yes. enough, the growth. Uh, like East Asian countries, like China or other countries. So our uh, GDP share in uh, manufacturing is still 12% or so, uh, 14% uh, or so. So that has to be increased. And similarly, services, the quality of services also, because the informal sector, uh, because in India, uh, 91% of the workers are in informal sector so if you take the uh, informal workers in the formal sector also it is about 91% 100%. so how do so you uh, you know improve the quality uh, of them for uh, you know, if you want to have equality uh, the thing so one is employment side you have to provide them jobs uh, the quality jobs not agriculture maybe uh, agriculture development is important for uh, equality inclusive growth but not, uh, you know, more jobs in agriculture. Uh, You can have agro-processing, value chains, supply chains, their jobs, but not in actual uh, agriculture, because it's relatively low productive compared to the uh, manufacturing and uh, services. Uh, But, uh, of course, the migrant workers now, those who have gone, can be used in the rural development and all. Yes, yeah. uh, but so one is, uh, you know, structural change uh, thing, but you, you need uh, basically two, two, three things for inclusive. One is uh, also physical infrastructure has to be uh, improved because if you compare with, uh, uh, you know, other countries, our infrastructure is much uh, lower, for example, China or uh, compared to that. Uh, one is physical, and second one already we talked, uh, the human capital. Human capital, yes. Uh, so, uh, because the growth can be created uh, with these two things, physical capital and uh, human capital. Human capital. Uh, physical infrastructure and human capital. So, that will uh, create uh, growth and also inclusive growth. Uh, yes. So, shifting people to from uh, agriculture to manufacturing services, uh, from informal to formal, and then to, to physical uh, infrastructure because the construction activity and others also create jobs. Yes. Uh, A of, uh, you know, we call in economics the no, multiplier effect. Multiplier effect. Yes. Yeah, so that will have uh, impact on uh, the jobs. No. So that will be more inclusive. Uh, and lastly, uh, the social sector uh, is very important yes. uh, development. Uh, because we generally government generally neglect health education. Uh, yes. So now with the COVID, I think health uh, becomes an important uh, 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 where uh, uh, only 1.3 percent of GDP we spend on health. Yes. So it yes. has to be increased. It has Similar to be issues like um, nutrition. Uh, you know, our it's a shame uh, for India. We have uh, nearly 40% of our children suffering from nutrition, stunting, yes. uh, and other uh, nutrition. So those are the issues where, uh, you know, uh, equality, inc- uh, we can have growth and inclusive growth. Inclusive. Yes. Uh, and then um, the for reducing inequalities, uh, we need to have uh, the, you know, income uh, generation. Yes but also we call it equality of opportunity that is the, education uh, is the equality because even for a village person or uh, weaker sections if you have good education for example manmohan singh says he he came up because of his education not yes. because of any, anything he uh, very rural background and uh, relatively middle class uh, thing but he said he came up because of this equality of opportunity we yes. uh, got went to oxford and then uh, became a very well-known economist and then prime minister yes. so yes. Uh, equality of opportunity can uh, lead to uh, more uh, distribution of the uh, growth benefits
1: yes yes indeed because india is not having any dearth of talent it's just the opportunity yeah, that, yeah.
2: yeah. and similarly uh, regional disparities, social disparities also uh, depends on how uh, these uh, states, for example, eastern states are lagging behind compared yes. to western states or south southern states. Uh, southern states, uh, for example, Kerala, uh, the Tamil Nadu, the human development is very high. Uh, and and uh, Kerala, that also, you know, because of that, they could control the COVID effect. Yes. Because are very, you know, educated and uh, uh, they could manage that.
1: Indeed. One last question, sir. Out of all the pre-existing problems with the Indian economy, which according to you is the most pressing one and needs immediate measure other than this pandemic? Uh,
2: I mean, again, uh, your uh, previous question has some answers. Uh, Yes. One is the you know the if we see again pre-COVID what are the problems one is uh, the twin balance sheet problem yes. uh, the corporate sector and banking sector so that has to be you know addressed yes. now of, after COVID uh, that uh, because if we don't address then uh, many will be bankrupt and then uh, uh, whole financial sector can be a problem so that is uh, number one. Uh, and then second uh, one is the, you know, government started this national infrastructure pipeline uh, with 120, 25 lakh crores or something in the next five years. So that also, as I was mentioning, the physical infrastructure, spending on infrastructure and all will be important uh, to create uh, jobs and other things. So that's, that's number two. And then come to the social sector, the the last one. Uh, These three are, I think, uh, because if you don't take care of the social security of, uh, you know, people are talking about labour reforms. Yes. Uh, But uh, labour reforms, if you do without social security, then there will be a social unrest. Social unrest. So, yeah, so one has to, you know, see the uh, safety nets for the people also are equally important. Uh, for migrant workers, uh, they're giving uh, you know proper rights. Uh, for example, one nation, one uh, one ration card is an important one. So like nice. that, when they come, uh, giving proper shelter to them, and uh, you know other other things are are important. So these are the I mean three priorities, uh, priorities. needed uh, immediately uh, in the medium term.
1: I personally read a lot of article uh, about you and uh, the agriculture sector related to income support, UBI. So personally, a very big thank you, sir, for coming on ecolics Just few words at last to of encouragement to ecolics students and ecolics team.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, it's a very, very innovative idea. The ecolics um, I have not seen, uh, you know, in India that kind of uh, innovative thing. Uh, Uh, That is important because, uh, you know, first you started as a, you know, with a low base, uh, the platform and then became a company. And now you have more than one lakh plus followers or uh, something, the platform. And you're also doing, uh, you know, for the, uh, you know, for the students, uh, those are appearing for UPSC and uh, also for uh, uh, this uh, UGC. Uh, yes. DRF. Yeah, and then uh, Indian Economic Service and also for IJIDR or some other uh, entrance examinations. I mean, it's a great service uh, and also with uh, minimum uh, cost. The, yes, you know, the, and this uh, online uh, thing actually you have predicted even before COVID, uh, I think, because yes, now COVID, uh, everybody is doing online uh, yes. classes and uh, i have seen some of the, in the courses uh, you are offering uh, also and then study material uh, for example microeconomics, uh, macroeconomics the growth and development and finance uh, all this uh, labor economics all are important uh, you know course uh, material uh, is quite good uh, but one has to of course also sometimes check uh, the uh, theories, macroeconomics or microeconomics suitable to India. Yes. For example, I'll give you an example, the Phillips Curve. Yes. Uh, you know, it is based on US uh, uh, labor, market, yes. uh, labor market. So, US labor market, if you see, wage employment is quite high. The yes. Almost 50 percent are wage employed, uh, formal sector and all. Mm-hmm. But then same thing you apply to India, Phillips Curve uh our uh, labor market is different we have 50 percent self-employed yes in micro enterprises and all those so, so sometimes uh, uh, you should also tell the students you know indian situation is slightly different uh in some of the cases yes. and so uh i'm i'm sure you are doing that so the how you communicate uh in a easy, fashion to students is also important and then um, uh, you're also doing uh, you know the one-to-one mentor uh, yes mentorship a yeah, mentorship, yes. which we also do in our institute because that's yes. very important uh, as uh, again i was telling uh, uh, about abhijit benerji's study uh, shows that uh, that kind of mentorship can improve learning outcomes yes your approach is quite Good that way uh, to know learning outcomes uh, can improve. So, the uh, and also you have uh, two subsidiaries, uh, you know, other uh, thinking tree, that way, yes, yeah, and also that thinking tree. Thinking tree is a good, uh, you know, innovative idea because nowadays many people are having webinars and all, but this kind of, uh, you know, a kind of talk uh, will be useful and also non COVID kind yes. of, uh, because everybody is talking about COVID only. Because COVID is one one year uh, kind of thing now, yes. but to get back to other things. So uh, I, I find it very innovative this, uh, your uh, colleagues and the company, and also this uh, thinking tree. And um, yeah, you are the, you know, uh, main person behind this and uh, yes. uh, CEO. And uh, so, I congratulate uh, you and your uh, colleagues for having company and uh, doing this uh, great service. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, sir, to coming on our platform, accepting our invitation. And you have graced our platform. Students are really excited yesterday also to uh, get the information about that you are coming on the platform. I met you personally at uh, one of the uh, conferences. So, oh, that okay. was a great experience for me yeah. as a So, personally, uh, I look forward to meet you once again in some other
2: place. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: You were listening to The Thinking Tree Podcast, powered by Ecoholics Private Limited. For more information, visit www.ecoholics.in.